0: what's up creators this is john and i am sitting here with bob hickey we are Sands bill nichols at the moment because we are live on the floor from HeroesCon con 2011 how's the con been for you so far bob
1: uh, it's been great john got to meet a lot of fans at plays away and a lot of artists at the blue line booth so it's, it's been a good show so far it's been a good
0: friday busy friday cool and um So this is, uh, what is this for you? Your fourth, fifth Heroes? How many times have you been here? Wow.
1: My first Heroes was 17 years ago. Woo! So uh, I did it a couple times then, and then took a long break, and I guess it's my sixth or eighth one. I've got to know Shelton, who uh, owns the show and runs it pretty well over the years, but yeah. Probably my eighth one, I guess. Wow. So I really like this show because it's a very family oriented show. You see a lot of families and kids and young adults, you know, at this show. So it's always fun. It's a lot of fun.
0: And uh, I know it's still the first day, but uh, what's the reaction been to Clay's Wade so far?
1: I sort of pulled one out of the pocket here and I've actually brought Clay with me and he's having a blast handing out the little trading cards of people walking by other than him wanting to sign them right. uh, <laughs> he's uh like look it, at me I'm famous exactly yeah it, it's been it, it's been a good it's been a good response uh, my wife just had maybe a half hour conversation with another mother who has a child with dyslexia and she's out of wow. Florida and they were sharing horror stories and success stories together. So it's been really good. You know, Clay's way is a little different than most. of your comic. It's not a superhero. It's not this or that. So you know, we, we definitely attract a different crowd with it. So,
0: is there anything you're looking for out of heroes this year? Is there anything? Uh, uh, is there anything you want to accomplish while you're here, or uh, anything you're particularly wanting to do while you're here? Or are you just kind of here to enjoy the scene? Enjoy the scene. This
1: is one show I like to support by bringing Blue Line and all the art supplies. Because when you bring that, you sort of support the local artists who are here. And, of course, it helps business. But by being here, we can help them support it. And I really like Shelton and his family, and and everybody puts it on. And, like I said, it's a great show. So um, the only reason I've missed has either been personal contacts or business stuff in the past year so. But it's definitely a show I enjoy. Like I said, it's, it's a great family based show. And, and we do so many of these shows that are not family based, right. you know. So uh this is a nice you know, it's sort of it's down here in the south a little bit, and it's a little bit more slower and set back. It's you know how it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's sorta of kick back and enjoy it instead of being run, 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 crazy, crazy, crazy. So right.
0: And this show is going to be a little bit of a departure for us. As I said, we are both here live on the floor in the middle of a great big convention center. So uh, the rest of the show is going to be interviews I did with uh, several of our friends, several of creators talking about their process. Uh, You are about to hear interviews with Chris Dreyer, uh, who's a a really good friend of uh, both of ours. He
1: just wrapped up working for Avatar. Right. Inking. He's inked for me on Blood and Roses, and we're currently talking about a project this fall to work on. So, Chris yeah. is a good friend, and he's a very. I've known Chris fifteen years. Right. Very professional inker. I'm somebody I'd like to pull into maybe a real in-depth sketch interview and let him talk about techniques because he's uh, an old schooler.
2: Yeah. He we is an old
1: schooler. Yeah. So it should be good. Yeah.
0: And uh, we're also going to hear from Eric Adams, who does Lackluster World, uh, also a very good friend of ours, uh, the first guy to ever draw me into a comic strip, Chris Flick, <laughs> and uh, one half of the couple behind the Uniques, uh, Adam Withers, uh, Comfort Love, was out shopping. Oh, so, no, uh, we you lost out on the better half right, of that group? Exactly. exactly, oh, no. so, but we, I got an extensive thing with uh, Adam Withers, so... Uh, those are going to be next. Is there anything else you want to hit on before we let nah, you go to the interviews?
1: No, this, this is sort of cool. We thought we'd try this format because we're running late. So uh, I think, you know, if this works out pretty well, we'll have to try this again. I always enjoy the, the the liveness of this because we get to play back and forth a little bit instead of stepping on each other like we do on, on the other podcasts. But, no, nah, this is a lot of fun. So, no, we're going to enjoy the next two days, and uh, you know we'll get this put together and get it up for everyone. So
0: all right um i guess that wraps it up for us um wherever you are bill nichols we miss you and we'll catch you next time and here come the interviews hey what's up creators this is john and i am live from the floor of heroes con 2011 and i am pleased to be standing in front of the table of chris dreyer inker uh also writer penciler extraordinaire uh primarily known for uh, the book Avatar, is that correct? I work for,
3: I work for Avatar for Fantastic. a few years yeah.
0: Um, so we're going to do this a little different than we normally do I want to talk about your process as an artist. Now uh, you are primarily by your own admission an inker.
3: Yes. So yeah.
0: um, first uh, let's talk about what tools you favor as an inker.
3: Well uh, I'm a brush guy. I like the um, um, the dip brush, you know, just your regular, you know. And uh, I have discovered brush pens, but uh, I like the brush. And then I also use um, some Microns, and I'm getting back to the uh, Rapido liners. I thought they were discontinued, but they remodeled them, and uh, I'm excited about that.
0: Are you uh, are you a Winsor Newton person, or do you have yes. your own brush? Yes, like?
3: uh, Winsor Newton, the... Um, I don't have any with me. Uh, The the Series 7? Yeah, Series 7. Yeah, I use um, size 2. seems kind of large, but you can roll it out and get a really fine line with that. Yeah.
0: Well, kind of walk us through, if you can, briefly your process um, of inking a page uh, when you get the page. First, do you favor uh, really tight pencils, or are you someone that likes really loose pencils that you get to embellish more?
3: I kind of like it in the... Kind of like the middle. Right in the middle? Yeah, right in the middle. I I want to know what they want because I don't want to change what they think I should have, you know. Um, Basically, what I do is I I look the page over, you know, kind of look at it, kind of get a game plan. Um, When I worked for Avatar, the pencil they had me on was really, really detailed. So I spent a lot of time with small pens doing faces because sometimes there would be like 30 or 40 people in a crowd. And then, like, uh, I would do, um, like... Like the tools they're holding, like it was a barbarian book, a right. Wolfskin so I would do like all their swords and stuff and then I would use um, brush pens or a brush to do um, figures outlines and I'd do the interior work with uh, the Windsor Newton to get the feathering for the hair and, the, and um, then I would do the backgrounds sometimes if the backgrounds and the foregrounds were so prominent I would do that first, you know right. straight edge, pens that kind of stuff
0: um, do you find yourself favoring uh, the, the more barbarian look, or is, is there some sort of comic work that you really favor? Like on your table, I see kind of a, a big variety of stuff. I see <laughs> some space stuff, I yeah. see barbarian stuff, I see more, um, like, more, looks like more character driven, a little bit of, uh, you know, more of a cartoony style, maybe. Uh, so, what do you yeah. favor yourself?
3: Uh <laughs> I like it all actually you like when it all. I, when i 'm inking for somebody else right. I, I like it all, especially when there's a action and I like right. the monsters and the, I just i like it, so you like
0: action you I like really it like all, like
3: those... yeah, yeah, um for myself, when I draw, I sit down to draw right cartoony it's it's what comes natural to yeah. me and and i and I enjoy that
0: well let's hit on that uh you do draw for yourself um book called Danger Tours. Uh, Is actually
3: uh, not necessarily. I, I wrote, created, right. and uh, colored and I'll be soon inking um Danger Tours. I found someone to do it because during when I was producing the book, right. I was with Avatar uh-huh. and I couldn't work for anybody else. Right. So I had this guy, you. Giuseppe, I had him do the penciling and inking.
0: Oh okay. And then I was coloring. Right.
3: But um, when the next book rolls along, I'll be I'll be inking it too. Right. Yeah, because I like his cartoony style uh-huh. over mine. Right. Mine's right. kind of short and bubbly and fat and round and right, you know uh, his is more uh, stretchy and dynamic.
0: And uh, well, let's talk about your penciling. Uh, when you uh, when you start penciling, how do you approach that blank page? Do you do do you immediately jump into the type penciling or do you do a lot of layout first?
3: It's endless layouts. I do these little sketch cards from right. time to time. I could spend three hours just penciling a sketch card, ten right. minutes inking it. Yeah, I mean I, when I'm laying out a page, I'm I use a really light light pencil. I don't use blue a whole right. lot. I was
0: gonna ask that, are you a blue pencil? I don't or? use blue a whole lot yeah. because
3: um, to be honest, I just don't. I don't know why. Right. I mean once in a while I will, but Um, I mean it's I mean I'm doing endless gentle revisions and I mean even finished pages look um, um, you still see all the pencil lines even after I've erased I mean it's just like takes me so long to pencil you know yeah
0: yeah I'm the same way I'm an extremely slow penciler Um, what uh, what things uh, maybe problems have you run into with other people's pencils that you're inking, or what things do you hate you go Oh, God, why did
3: you do that to me? <laughs> Name um, no
0: names, but... <laughs> tangents. Tangents?
3: When things in the background line up with something in the foreground... Oh, yeah. It's... Well, I can't... What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to move a building? Am right. I supposed to move the character off the panel? Tangents, I hate it. Yeah. I hate them. And um, what was the other thing you asked me?
0: Oh, um, you know, what, what things you just not like to
3: see or... Oh, um, you know? I hate it when... Um, I was inking and I was inking the crossed 3D. Right.
0: And
3: um, a guy in uh, there's a group of military people going into New York City. Uh huh. And I can say this because it's out now. Right. (laughs) They um, there's I think like seven and then one guy got killed and then three pages later he was there. Oh no. So those kind of things. Yeah. I mean, he put it in there and I'm like, oh my gosh. So I had to had to do some computer work and print the page out that way, you know.
0: Oh, that's crazy. And uh, you mentioned before we start talking that you're doing your own writing now. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, talk a little bit about that. Talk about how you uh, you deal with uh, creating from uh, the writing standpoint.
3: Uh, okay. Well, um, I have two graphic novels out right now, Uniprimes and Uniprimes Salvage. Um, the first one came to me while watching an, an episode of the original Star Trek, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where it just kind of grew out of there. Once I had a story, just like a basic story. Yeah. Um, you going to be alright? No, okay. Uh, once I have just the basic story, you know, just this happens, this happens, this happens, and this happens. Right. Then I go to script. I, I write the script. And once the script is done, the only changing I really do is uh, have a friend of mine correct my uh, misspellings in the dialogue. And the artist I, I hired to do... Um, salvaged because uh the unit of primes right yeah. because it's kind of a dark depressing story cute cartoon wouldn't work so i hired an artist for that right he would make a change here and there and i was okay with that okay so the, the writing it's it's um with those stories i go with characters i i spend time writing a background for them i'm right. not talking like pages just a couple paragraphs about who and what they are and why they are that way uh-huh. and if none of that background ever is mentioned in the story I know it right. so I know how they're gonna react to a situation and I do that for all the characters right now with danger tours being the all-ages fun action thing the characters are just who they are and right. um, they're they're fun and it's not as intensive as a as character a, drama and right. butting heads. I mean, they are who they are, and it's right. just fun. It's
0: not as much of a hard process for you. That's exactly right. It rolls right out. Yeah. And uh, kind of across the board, what would you say to someone who's thinking of maybe jumping into comics in any of the aspects that you create?
3: I hate to be cynical, but have something to fall back on. (laughs) Go to college first, maybe (laughs) get a trade. No, um, first of all, you have to love it. Yeah. Um, If you love it, then it's easy. Okay. Um, And then if you're loving it and and you're not making the money you assumed you would, Uh you're still gonna be able to do it.
0: Nice.
3: That's. I mean, you know, as far as art, you could. Endless books are out there. Endless websites. Endless blogs. You can find that out, but if you don't have it in you, that's, okay. that's what I would say.
0: Yeah, I can agree totally with that. And uh, most importantly, before I let you go, where can we find
3: you on the web? Oh, um, I'm, um, I'm on Okay. and um, Danger Tours has a Facebook page. That's where most of the interactions are happen. Mm-hmm. I'm also on Facebook, just Chris Dreyer. Okay. You know, and um, I even have uh, UnitPrimes.com as well for that information. All right. Yeah. Thanks a
0: lot, Chris. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Hey, what's up, creators? This is John, and I am live from the floor of Heroes Con 2011, and I am pleased to be standing in front of the table of my good friend and one of the most talented artists I know, Eric Adams. How are you today, Eric?
2: I'm well. You kind of paused before you said "my good friend," so
0: <laughs> I had to make sure I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want to talk out of turn. Um, <laughs> Since this is uh, a Sketch Magazine podcast, I wanted to ask you specifically about your process. How do you approach the blank page, and uh, how, do you, how do you really begin once you've, uh, once you've got the story idea set in your head? Well, um,
2: I mean, a whole lot happens before I even get to the blank page. I am a chronic uh, thumbnailer. Are you? And uh, I actually, even, even before thumbnails, I kind of thumbnail the thumbnails. <laughs> and, <laughs> I, and I, I'm not really joking. I mean, I, I create, and it's hard to describe in, like, an audio format, right. but I create um, what I call, for lack of a better word, like, heat maps, where uh-huh. I actually make, like, a little table and, like, color code the table as to, like, where the events happen so I can kind of see where, like, the moments of tension are in the story and, and things like that. Um Helps me understand the scenes better and getting balance to, like, the A story and the B story. Right. Um, Once it comes down to, like, getting it to the paper, of course, I pretty much have it all figured out by then. And um, there are rare instances where I don't, where I'll I'll just start sketching on the board, and in a way that kind of helps me write the page, because I get a little bit down and see what I want to do, and then flesh it out from there. Um, Process, artistically, is... You know, I start with that first layer on the board, right. and if it doesn't work out, I'll start throwing tracing paper on top of it, and drawing on top of my own drawing, and you know, usually I get into in one sheet, but sometimes it'll get up to like 10 sheets, you know, oh, if it's wow. some really hard, something I'm just right, struggling yeah. with, um, because I found that when I draw something, and it's wrong, and I erase it, I just draw it wrong again.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, by dr- leaving the wrong one there, I can kind of force myself kind of move to, on to miss that, you know, it. yeah. Um, And uh, I guess from there, I I try to pencil out an entire book before I ink it, and then I try to ink the whole book before I get into markers, which is like my preferred choice of shading and finishing. Um, And uh, process-wise, it's pretty simple from there. I mean, ink's markers. Um, I think that the most interesting part of my process definitely comes before I even put the pencil to the paper.
0: Right. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, Talk about how you approach... The writing of the book. I mean, of course, you have an ongoing uh, an ongoing story, so uh, you've probably at least plotted out a direction, if not the complete thing, before jumping into it. But how do you approach the writing of
2: it? Well, um, I mean, when I first started, I wrote the outline for the whole story, mm-hmm. and uh, I wrote scripts for the first few issues. And it, the, the book is seven issues now. Right. Uh, once I got those first few done, I stopped because. I realized that I was going to have to draw these books and I didn't want to be stuck like having having to draw this thing I wrote like five years ago or oh, whatever. Wow. you know. Yeah. And I, So I, I kind of left it more for a fun reason than any right. other. Yeah. That when I get to that next book, I get the fun of actually writing the script and then I get to do the art. So it mixes things up. Right. And um, that's worked out really well for me. It's allowed me to kind of change the story and I think for the better. Uh-huh. Um, it'll do things that... It's really kind of shown my growth as a writer and an artist in right. a way. And um, that... That writing process, from uh, from when I have the script together, I mean, getting that script together by itself just for one book, it's very tedious. Because, like I said, I'm kind of thumbnailing and and scripting at the same time, and uh, it's it's never like I can get all the words down on paper and then start thumbnailing. It's it's a back and forth. And if I were just a writer or just an artist, I would struggle to get books done. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And um, you you in many ways uh, are as much of a pin maven as i am uh what kind of pens do you favor now what kind of uh what kind of pins and markers do you really find yourself using more often now
2: i am for inking uh i just bought a um not just bought but pretty recently bought a pentel pocket brush um, which has been pretty nice um although i've been using uh these zebra pens they're Mm -hmm. japanese and uh, they're kind of hard to find, although uh, I think I've talked to Blue Line about it in the past, and I think right, they're going to try yeah. to be carrying them soon. Um, and uh, they have kind of this—it's not a brush tip, but it's not a solid tip. It's kind of a springy solid tip in a way, right. where it comes to a point, but it's got, it's got some give to it, so you can get thick and thin lines out of it really nicely. Um, for markers, I use grayscale markers— and uh, I use Copic's. Okay. Um, I've tried I've used Tria's in the past, and they're fine and Prismacolor t- colors too. But in yeah. the end, Copic just seems to have um, a huge variety of different types of pens and markers right. that all have the exact same color, so they're going yeah. to match, you know, you know, no matter what. Nice. And um, you know, they have different gray sets, and I think I'm using the neutral gray set. Uh, they have cool and warm, and I think there's a fourth one too, but neutral right. gray.
0: And what uh, what over the course of creating Blackbuster World have you? have you learned about the process of
2: creating an ongoing comic um it takes a long time yeah. <laughs> I think when I started I, I thought I'd be done in two years maybe three and now it's seven uh-huh. seven plus and um definitely takes more time than you ever think it would right um what have I learned I think I've learned to be um even though I, I am a chronic planner I think I could have planned focused my planning in different areas right. and actually focused more on um getting, I guess, getting more details worked out, like, things like scene, there's, you know, scenes in the book that take place in the main character's apartment, mm-hmm. and I never really, like, sketched out the layout of his apartment, right. and I, I really wished I had kind of just drawn that diagram so I knew exactly where everything always was, because I feel like there's just no continuity to his apartment. Oh, no. It's kind of like a Tom and Jerry cartoon, right. where there's, a, or a Simpsons, you know, it's like, there's just a window or a door whenever you need it. Right. And, um little things like that I wish I just thought out those those things that nobody ever really sees or notices but I think they're a detail that pays off in the end
0: and um, what would you tell people who uh, who've looked at Lackluster World and go well well, that's fantastic I want to tell my own story now what would you tell someone just coming into comics uh, about the process or what would you warn them about or encourage them about creating their own book
2: Um, well I think that most, most people's first book, and I, I kind of think myself included with "Lackluster World," right. it's not going to be your best work. Um, don't, don't try to make it too perfect. Mm-hmm. Just try to get through it, because after the fact, you'll realize, oh, you'll see all the mistakes you made. In fact, that's the best thing that you can do: is fail a lot,
4: right?
2: <laughs> because that's how you learn. That's failing how you learn upward. Yes, exactly. That's a great way to put it, actually. Um, but yeah, if you if failing is is really great overall because you learn from your mistake a lot faster than if you don't accept that failure or right. don't fail, you know. Otherwise, you're just going to repeat the same mistakes over and over again. And, um, well, there is no and-um. That's it. Fail. That's it. <laughs> and um,
0: most importantly of all, where can we find you on the web?
2: Uh, lacklusterworld.com and ericadams.net. All right. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, John.
0: Hey, what's up, creators? This is John, and I am live from the floor of HeroesCon 2011 and I am sitting here with the only man to ever draw me into a comic strip, the great Chris Flick. How are you today, Chris?
5: Hi, <laughs> John. I'm doing really good. Really Fantastic.
0: Good. And um, I know you do, uh, well, pretty much everything on, the, on the, uh, the strip Capes and Babes, and I wanted to talk to you about your process. Uh, probably first talking to you about your writing process. How do you approach the strip? every day or how do you approach the uh, the ideas and turning them into a fully realized comic strip?
5: Well there's a bunch of different ways so I'll, I'll just go through a couple of okay. them. Um, the one you were in it's all based on real life uh, right. I, the one uh, you were in was at Heroes Con so a lot of times it's based on experiences and then just Highly embellished, right? Yeah, and then uh, the other ones with uh, comic book characters or people in the industry. I'll go on message boards or just uh, go on your site and find out what's happening in the comic book industry and try to find some crazy, weird way to make fun of it. Right. And then uh, with the superheroes, with uh, with Mark's interviews, it's always been pretty easy making fun of finding character and making fun of it somehow.
0: Right. And how did you? Uh... Was Mark's interview something that was always going to be part of the strip, or is that something that kind of evolved over time? Oh,
5: oh, I, I have to give credit where credit's due. I totally, I totally ripped that off of one of my heroes, Fred Hembeck. Right. Fred right. Hembeck yeah. used to put himself Love in character, Hembeck. and used yeah. and, and I knew as soon as I did that I was going to do something like that. And now the, the tonight show setting and uh, you know, sit down and interview thing that came out because it was just an easy way to draw characters on a couch. <laughs> right,
0: that's cool. And um, knowing, knowing uh, how much detail you put into your work as an artist, um, how do you approach that blank page? Are you someone that does a lot of uh, a lot of really loose drawing or do you jump right into the tight drawing right off the bat or how do you approach it?
5: Well, the storyline will be in my head for a long time. It's uh-huh. percolating about how I want to draw it. Interviews are pretty easy. Right. I already know what I want to do with that. Uh, if I don't have a, if I don't have a script, I hardly ever write from a script. I, again, with a commute, a long commute in D.C., I have it in my head. Right, once, yeah. then there, in, no, no, got not going anywhere in traffic. Right, in traffic. I think You're of my, yeah, of that. I'm thinking about it. So, so. Uh, so, if I had the dialogue in my head it's all really lo- ro- loose sketching head uh, big circles for the heads and then the mm. bodies and maybe some some rough stick figures and then i've drawn these characters for so long now that I can get away with just doing that sometimes i'll tighten them up i'll type Roy the werewolf character is a he, he's kind of a uh, it's hard hard guy to draw so i right. I'll, I'll really loosen him uh, sort of a, a, a in between of a sketch and tight at the same time
0: right. and um are you someone that favors like blue pencil or do you're, are you right into the regular lead pencils off the bat or? I, I
5: used to do the blue pencil but then uh <coughs> it was really a pain in the trying to i know you don't have to erase it but right, sometimes yeah. when you scan it it'll come in i yeah. found that uh found that it was just it, it, there was a lot of cleanup process involved uh, what i do now is I have an 11 by 17 Bristol board and I have a, a tabloid printer inkjet printer right. and I have I have my template set up in a light cyan blue basically uh-huh, yeah. a non repo right, blue right, yeah. uh, with the borders and my uh, my pencil my uh, dialogue lines mm-hmm. so I don't have to worry about dialing with the Ames ruler guides and right, all that yeah. other stuff and uh, from there I just do a really really light uh, pencil sketch with with uh, just a plain old mechanical pencil oh right but once once you do it a long time artists will tell you you know how hard right. how hard yeah so, you'll I mean, find yeah it's you'll a, find your own pressure, it's a yeah. really really light light uh just basically getting the head shapes down And the other thing i'll do now because of that process mm-hmm. is i write all the dialogue first okay. and then i know exactly how big my heads and bodies can right of. super big help Big and
0: what are you favoring for inking now? Are you uh, are you on pens, or have you moved to digital?
5: Or I haven't moved to digital. I still I still well, I should say, doing the strip, all right. the black, all the line art is still is still hand drawn. Yeah. I favor my my uh, the character lines are Prismacolor um, 08 uh, fine line markers. Oh yeah, yeah. And Love then, those. And then for lettering, because I have my pins right here, the lettering, I found these guys. um, These are Copic Multiliner 08. Oh,
0: yeah, those are great.
5: And what what I found uh, with that is with the lettering, these are great because they're still thick. Uh-huh. When I reduce them down, the lines are still very, very readable. Nice. Being a web designer by trade, I'm really worried about how, how the comic comes out on, on the web. Yeah, indeed. And I want to make sure that it's readable. Right. And the, multi, the Copic multiliners are fantastic. They give me a the nice, they're really easy to write with. Right. And uh, they reproduce really great. Cool. Especially when you reduce them down for the web.
0: And what uh, what advice or opinion would you have for someone who uh, checks out the book and goes, "Well, you know, I've got a crazy werewolf character that I want to do something with." Um, What what would you uh, advise people wanting to jump into comics or comic strips?
5: Well, they're doing they're looking for for web they're thinking about Uh webcomics. I think most webcomic creators will tell you create a buffer first. Right because that buffer will go fast.
0: Uh-huh, yeah. Real life will catch up times. to Yeah, real
5: life will catch you in the butt, uh, and and before you know it, and I'm not just talking about uh, sitting back and watching movies on the weekend, but, I mean, real life, especially if you have kids like I do, wife needs you to go to the grocery store, do all these things, and... Before you know, you, and then when you come home from work, you're tired, you only got a couple hours, you're like, man, I don't feel like doing a strip. Well, if you have a better buffer, you don't have to worry about right. it. For me, this is a prime example. Now, when I come back from Heroes, I have no buffer. Uh-oh. I have no buffer. So what I've been doing, one way to get around that is when uh, when I do convention sketches, I've been taking high-res uh, photographs of them. Oh, nice. And then I would have, and also when you come back from a convention, it's so... Hiring, and what I have is a convention sketch week. Oh, nice! And then I put the instead you of a strip, Alabama, yeah, yeah. Instead of a strip, I put the high-res picture picture in place of the strip and say, right. "All week long, we're doing convention sketches." Nice, And, and, nice. and all the convention sketches are jokes anyway. Yeah. So you know, it kind of works so into the works. strip.
0: So excellent. And uh, most importantly of all, where can we find you on the web?
5: www.capesandbabes.com then on Facebook, it's also Capes and Babes, and then I have a Facebook fan page. It's a little complicated. It's uh, um, uh, I don't even know what, what is it. Oh no. No, no, no! I just set it up. Uh, no, it's the Wolfpack. Dot C N B. If go to my website, it's up It'll there. It'll be there somewhere. Yeah, it's on the, it's on my sidebars, All my all my. Twitter links, Facebook Uh, stuff, it's all on the side there. All right, fantastic. Thanks a lot, Chris.
0: Hey, what's up, creators? This is John, and I am live from the floor of Heroes 2011, and I am pleased to be standing in front of the table uh, with one half of the pair that creates the Uniques and Rainbow in the Dark. I am here with Adam Withers. How are you
4: today? I am spectacular.
0: Fantastic, and... I wish I could say it was spectacular. That must be nice. But anyway, <laughs> um, I wanted to talk to you about your process because I am a, I'm an incredible fan of both your and Comfort's work. Thank you, Mike. And um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about how you approach creating your book. Now, uh, the two of you do everything on your book. We do. Uh, so we should probably start first with the writing part of the process. Ah. How do you? Um, how do you? take the initial idea and transform that into a comic ready notion
4: well writing for us is the most important part of the process Uh, the story always comes first the best we can make that story the better the comics going to be there's no I've always said there's no amount of good art that's going to save a bad story on the other hand a great story you will read no matter what you think of the art right uh, so when we start the process, it starts with a lot of long walks talking about what the story's gonna be. Nice. We talk it out for a long time mm. first, and that's where a lot of the struggle can come. You know, we've gotten into some epic fights over what our stories are gonna be. It's really okay. honestly the only thing we fight about. We're a married couple, we don't okay. fight about normal married couple things. We fight about what's gonna happen in the back half of issue twelve when, you know, things go crazy. Right. So that's where our arguments transpire. But once we can find ourselves a compromise and we find out which direction we're going to go, uh, Comfort writes the first draft. And the reason we started with Comfort writing the first draft was because Unique's was her creation originally. It was her comic that she had come up with back when she was you know, a little girl, 13 years old, tossing around wow. ideas for. Yeah, well, most comic people have that idea right. when they're kids. It's a beautiful thing of comics, it makes people want to create. And uh, because it was hers, uh, I wanted it to be more authentically hers. I wanted her to get that first run of what this story would be. Now, over time, it's grown to be more both of us, but also over time, our process has just become our process. So that's just how we do it now. Um, And she will start by breaking down our concept into issues. Uh, You know, issue one, this, issue two, that, issue three, the other. And then uh, break that issue down into scenes. You know, four pages this scene, three pages that scene, four pages the other. And then from that, she'll take it and break it down into, you know, page by page this is going to happen, and then panel by panel. So it's, a, it's slowly, it's like the pyramid structure inverted. You start with the big, and you slowly break it down to that, you know, digestible bit. And that helps, we've found, in making sure that you don't overload your material. It's so difficult to get all the story you want, in those 22, well for us 26 to 28 pages right. um, but by starting with the big idea and slowly breaking it into those chunks then you start to understand am I doing too much do I have more space than I thought where do I need to trim what can I expand all those things when she finishes her first draft of the script, she sends it to me, and I go over it, then I send it back to her, and she looks at it again, and then we sit down together and like go through it line by line as a unit, and by that time, we've got it honed enough that we feel comfortable sending it out to our editor team, you know, right. a group of people we have from all different walks of life who read our scripts, give us feedback, let us know what's working and what isn't. Um, but once we've got it at that stage and we're confident enough, that's when we uh, start moving into the thumbnails.
0: Okay, and uh, speaking of thumbnails, are you, um, are you singularly or as a couple, uh, people who favor a great deal of thumbnails or very tight thumbnails, or are you very loose in your initial process and you tighten up later?
4: Well, it's always a compromise based on time. There is never, ever enough time to do all the things you wish you could do. And there's never enough time to noodle around with every panel to make right. it perfect. You have to find that compromise. What is worth it, what isn't. Uh, way back when we were getting started with pages, we would do three different thumbnails for every single page just to find what is the perfect layout. And there's no way to do that on a, con- on a book with a regular... Um, turnaround time, maintaining your schedule, maintaining your deadlines and when we've got to write draw, color and letter the whole book ourselves we don't have that time but it did teach us a lot it is something we recommend to anybody when we were teachers, when we're talking to people who are trying to do pages, we recommend start by drafting your pages, three different versions and find the best pieces of every version and get your, your uber page right because it will teach you about uh, pro- it will teach you about process. It will teach you about structure. Structure is the thing. Telling that story with the pictures. Now, what we do is, uh, for myself, I will sit and I will brainstorm until I can see the page perfect. Uh, and then I will lay down a rough, which is much tighter than a lot of people's roughs. I know, um, four to a page. I can fit four pages to one 8x10 piece of paper Uh with my thumbnails. And I do them really tight because I then scan those in and blow them up to the 10x15 and print that out on our printer at home in blue line and draw the final lines over that. So by doing really tight roughs in the beginning, Mm -hmm. I have my layout completely ready for final lines when it gets printed back out again.
0: And, uh, well, since you were also the inker of the book as well, do you find yourself doing very tight pencils um, or do you leave it loose in anticipation of the inking process? Well this is
4: actually a very common misconception my good friend, we don't ink there is not a single line of ink in any of our books That's true. but we do our pencils so tight Uh that they mimic the inks, that's why a lot of people think that we do Uh, and really the answer to that is you have to treat the pencils like ink when we're doing the roughs, they're looser, they're scratchy. But when we're doing the final lines with pencil, we are tight, we are crisp, we are clean. Right. It is the only way to do it. Uh, but because we don't ink, we don't do spot blacks with our pencils. Okay. We have it picks up too much of the texture of the graphite, right. and if too much graphite on the page, it increases exponentially the odds of you smudging something and causing horrible damage. Right. Instead, we've developed a coloring style that uses color to do what ink traditionally does, as far as creating the contrast and the lighting. Rather than doing hard spot blacks, big thick black areas, we do chromatic shading. We, okay. uh, You know, is a big painting term. We uh, use yeah. the color of light and shadow to create the same effect. So you won't get, like... If you've got a page in uniques and scout is coming out of the shadows, you're not going to get just the black with the white eyes coming out. Right. You will actually get something closer to what a photo would show of him coming out of a shadowed area with right. the color Some making beginning that of effect. Indication of his yes. Body than yeah. Than- yeah. And that that's how we do it. We use the color to pick up that select. Now A lot of people ask us about, you know, can I do just pencils? Should I do just pencils? Should I use ink? And my response for that is always, if you are going to go straight from your pencils to color, you are carrying a lot more responsibility as a penciler. And there are not a lot of people, I don't think, whose pencils are tight enough that they can do that. Because if you've got really scratchy pencils, you're going to get really scratchy pages. And the color is going to have to be applied in a scratchy way in order to match, because It will really show up. If you do crisp, tight, polished color on a very scratchy line art style, it won't match. And every piece of the artwork has to work together. The color has to work with the pencils. The ink has to work with the pencils, which have to work with the color. Everything has to be part of that symbiosis. So if you're considering skipping the ink, which is a possibility now. Computers can do it. Scanners are much more advanced now than they used to be. And, you know, people think our pencils are inks. Obviously, it's possible. If you're considering it, you have to really look at your art and ask yourself some hard questions. Is this good enough? Is this penciling good enough to go straight to color now, or do I just not want to have to ink?
0: Right, indeed. And uh, I've noticed uh, over the years, you especially tend to... uh, not, not in the book so much, but in your, uh, in your own print work. Tend to favor group shots. Well, uh, that's... A deal.
4: Yeah, that's a result of the time issue again. Right. Uh, we only take a couple months a year to do new prints mm-hmm. because we want to keep our books on a reliable right, schedule yes. and because we've got so many conventions. So if I'm only going to get to do a couple new prints a year, mm-hmm. it is very hard for me to pick one thing. Right. And so instead of just one thing. I did a Mass Effect print this year, for instance. And I love every character in that game. And I could have done an amazing Garrus print and I would have had a blast. Or I could have done a Liara print and I would have loved it. But I couldn't pick. And I'm sitting there thinking of it and I'm like, you know, what if the characters I do aren't the characters that other people like? What if I didn't get your favorite? So the group shots just grew out of me not being able to say no. (laughs) You know, if I don't get to do another Green Lantern print... Will I be okay with not having done this character? Right, so I'll yeah. just do the entire core in one big piece. That way I'll have covered everything. And if I don't get right. to do another, then I'll be satisfied.
0: Makes sense. Uh, is, is there any difference to your process when approaching those larger group shots than, say, when you're doing sequentials?
4: Oh, absolutely. Uh, prints and sequentials are night and day. Yeah. They have very little in common other than the tools you use to make it happen. Indeed. Uh, in the same way that a cover is completely different from the sequential pages. If I'm doing a pin-up, I'm just trying to hit you with the coolest shot I can come up with. Right. Something iconic, something epic, something interesting to look at. Right. Uh, sequential page has to tell a story. Sure. Sequential page is like a storyboard, but suddenly the panels have to be interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, the panels are part of the storytelling as well. So. I don't think that there's any comparison. I think right. there's a lot of guys that are excellent cover artists that completely fail when they try to do pages. Right. And I think that some of the best page artists that have ever graced this industry with their presence have not been particularly brilliant cover artists. True. I would rather do pages than covers any day. Yeah. I, am, I have much more fun doing pages and telling a story than doing a cover because encompassing everything I want to do in one image is really difficult. Right. And I would just rather tell a story. Does your drawing process differ
0: at all? Um, or do you still follow no, the same? No, I still
4: approach the same thing. There's a lot more uh, thumbnailing involved for a pinup or for a cover. Right. Usually because it's a lot harder for me. So I spend more time searching for my idea. Right. And so once I get to the rough stage, then from that point on, it's basically the same. Uh, tight rough, scan it in, blow it up to the 10 by 15 or 11 by 17, right, right. print it out in blue line and final pencils over that.
0: And in addition to the uh, other very sound advice you've given, uh, is there anything else you would tell someone that looks at uh, your in Comfort's life and goes, I want to do that. I want that to be my life. I want to jump into comics and uh, make my own and make prints. Uh, what would be your advice to people?
4: The two things that I say to people who want to make comics is first, do it. Absolutely do it. Uh, This is the best time there has ever been to self-publish, to independently publish, to make a book on your own, to make a strip on your own. There are more methods available to you now at a more affordable price point than have ever existed in the history of the medium. Do it. If you're thinking about it, do it. Go out there, make it happen. Second point, be ready to work your ass off every day for the rest of your life. This is not easy. This is not getting to doodle in your sketchbook for fun and getting paid for it. This is a job. And like any job, there's nothing you can love so much that after doing it for 10 or 11 hours a day, seven days a week, six, seven, eight months, it starts to feel like a chore. It's true. And as an artist, you are not gauged by how well you draw the stuff you love to draw. You are gauged by how well you can draw the stuff you wish you didn't have to bother with. If you cannot hack your backgrounds, you're not a comic artist. If you cannot tell a story with the emotions of your characters, if you can't get facial expressions across, you're not a comic artist. If every person that you draw looks like the same person with a different hairstyle, you're not there. It is hard work. And you have to push yourself and push yourself and push yourself. And you have to learn to live off of very little because the money you'll make will be chicken scratch. But... It is for those who have the heart for it, for those who have the passion for it, the genuine, deep-down, grab-you-by-the-balls passion for this job, there is absolutely nothing you could ever do that would be as rewarding as this job can be. So, yeah, every day is a struggle. Every year, you know, we come to tax time and are amazed that we made it through. But when we finish an issue and get it out, and people come to us and buy it. And people, when people come to our table at conventions and tell us that they came to see us, nothing in the world feels like that. Nothing at all. And it makes all the struggle worth it.
0: And most important of all, where can we find you and Comfort on the
4: web? On the web, you can find us either at www.uniquescomic.com or rainbowinthedarkcomic.com. Thank you. You're very welcome.